Tom Swarbrick on LBC. It is a Friday, it is ten to six, and thank goodness, because it is, it is time to step into the foaming suds of what is the radio equivalent of a long hot bath. All scrubbed up from Washington DC, it's Simon Marks' American Week. Tom, it must have been quite an evening at James Murdoch's house in New York last night. Rupert Murdoch's son is a big financial backer of the president, and he invited other Democratic Party funders to attend an event at which Joe Biden made quite a bit of news. We begin with that blunt warning from President Biden, who cautioned overnight that a desperate Vladimir Putin may be pushing to the world to the brink of nuclear conflict. President Biden said the risk of nuclear Armageddon is the highest it has been in roughly 60 years since President Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. What you just heard from the president, this is stark language. You do not normally hear this from U.S. presidents. Not now. No kidding, John Berman of CNN. The president spoke off camera. It was a private event designed to gin up fresh financial support for Democrats in this November's midterm elections. And at those fundraisers, American politicians tend to be more candid than they might be when they're speaking in public. The president said last night that his policymakers are trying to figure out what off-ramp might entice Vladimir Putin to walk back from the nuclear abyss. Mr. Putin, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That was Joe Biden last Friday afternoon, the president insisting that his team has been very clear with the Russians about the dire consequences for them and perhaps for the rest of us if the Kremlin unleashes tactical nuclear weapons. He was clear too on Vladimir Putin's annexation of four regions of Ukraine that Moscow claimed this week will now be forever Russian. Well, the United States is never going to recognize this. And quite frankly, the world's not going to recognize it either. He can't seize his neighbor's territory and get away with it. It's as simple as that. And we're fully prepared to defend it. I want to say this again. America is fully prepared with our NATO allies to defend every single inch of NATO territory. Now, you might think, with the American president warning people that they could soon need to duck and cover, the midterm election campaign would be galvanised by a debate about world affairs. In which case, think again. Yes, Elon Musk, the Tesla magnate, who now says he really does want to buy Twitter after all, used Twitter to promote some Kremlin talking points, suggesting Ukraine should surrender some more territory to Moscow. But beyond that, the issue really hasn't seeped much into the American body politic this week. Instead, in the state of Georgia, they've had other fish to fry. First question, do you know the woman that is making this allegation? I have no, no idea, but it is a flat-out lie. And, uh, and now you know how important this seat is. This seat is very important that they'll do anything to win this seat. Former American football star Herschel Walker speaking on Fox News. He is the Trump-backed Republican candidate in Georgia's crucial Senate race next month. He opposes abortion under all circumstances, without, he says, any exceptions. So it was a bit of a blow to his campaign this week when a former girlfriend claimed that Mr. Walker got her pregnant, then paid for her abortion, even sending her a personally signed get well card after the procedure was complete. Have you seen it? And is that your signature? Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, but, you know, I can tell you, uh, I sent out so many 
get well or send out so much of anything. But I can tell you right now, I never asked anyone to get an abortion. I never paid for an abortion, and it's a lie. And I'm going to continue to fight. That fight has become even more complicated because many of Mr. Walker's relatives have weighed in, insisting that, yes, he's a scoundrel, and no, he should not be trusted by Georgia's voters. They include Mr. Walker's son, Christian, a prominent right-wing social media influencer in his own right who went very public against his father this week. Family values people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I have a silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. He's done. But the more important question is, are the voters of Georgia done with his father? It is a critical question because the Senate is currently split 50-50 between the two major parties. If the Republicans are to secure control of it in next month's elections, they need candidates like Herschel Walker to win in a variety of races all over the country. In Pennsylvania, another absolutely critical race, another Trump-backed candidate, Dr. Mehmet Oz, better known simply as Dr. Oz from his nationally syndicated TV show, on the campaign trail, he has not exactly shown himself to be a man of the people. I thought I'd do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's and I, my wife wants some vegetables for crudite, right? So here's a broccoli. That's two bucks. Not a ton of broccoli there. There's some asparagus. That's four dollars. We need some guacamole and she loves salsa. Yeah, salsa there. Six dollars? Guys, that's twenty dollars for crudite. And this doesn't include the tequila. I mean, that's outrageous. And we got Joe Biden to thank for this. Ah, the great Pennsylvania crudite crisis. Mercifully, there has been no shortage of barrel-aged balsamic vinegar. It's an extraordinary position for Republicans to be confronting the party's destiny, indeed the fate of the nation, now in the hands of Republicans who, without Donald Trump's backing, would never have stood a snowball's chance of becoming candidates for the Senate. Since I came to office, our economy has created 10 million jobs. 668 manufacturing jobs. Proof that made in America is no longer a slogan. It's a reality. President Biden spent his week on the campaign trail promoting his American Rescue Plan and insisting that he can be trusted to pull the economy out of the mire. He traveled to Florida, scene of Hurricane Ian. I've been to a lot of disaster areas in the last couple months, uh, last six months. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change and we should do something about it. He took fresh moves to promote reproductive rights and warned again that the Republican majority on the Supreme Court might seek to outlaw contraception. I respect everyone's view on this, personal decisions they make, but my Lord, we're talking about contraception here. It shouldn't be that controversial. And yesterday, in another bid to mobilize grassroots Democrats, he made historic moves on marijuana. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states. And criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. 
It's time that we right these wrongs. He's pardoning thousands of marijuana convictions, targeting the racial disparity in prosecutions for possession, and ordering his health secretary to consider whether weed should really still be treated in legal terms on a par with heroin and LSD. He hopes that he's done enough to boost his party's political fortunes next month, aided as Democrats are by some of those flailing Trump-backed Republican candidates. The country said goodbye this week to a very courageous American. Her name was Sasheen Littlefeather, and in 1973 she upended the United States right in the middle of the Oscars. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and the Godfather, Miss Sasheen Littlefeather. Angered by Hollywood's treatment of Native Americans in cowboy and western films, Brando asked the young Apache actress to go on stage in his place. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry Excuse me. It would take 49 years for the Academy of Motion Pictures to apologize for her treatment that night, and only last month she described what was taking place backstage during her speech. There was some commotion behind the stage. It was Big John Wayne getting ready to assault me. And he had to be held back by six security men to prevent him from doing so. When I left that stage, I just kept walking in dignity. Sasheen Littlefeather died earlier this week at the age of 75. She never gave up campaigning for Native American rights. A woman, Tom, who understood that America's problems can be fixed, but that sometimes it takes a very long time. Live from Washington, D.C., that was Simon Marks, American Week.